Welcome to the Fabulous Fool's Tarot Podcast. This is V with Mystical Millennial. And Karen with Grail Seeker's Quest. And we were supposed to talk about The Witcher today, but life is chaotic. (laughs) Karen, you were saying you were almost Twitter famous? I was almost Twitter famous. So my alter ego... (laughs) Uh, so I, I have all kinds of random social media and so last night, so for a long time, my account was locked because I just wanted it to be private. And, but at some point I unlocked it because with Twitter people, I think unlike Instagram, like with Twitter, if you comment, you can't really comment on someone's tweet or whatever. You can't interact with anyone that's not a follower. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> and I don't care if I have a lot of followers, but I hated like never really being able to interact. So I made it public and I'm super private. So, you know, I, I made sure there wasn't that much identifying information on there, but I saw this tweet, like, I follow this, because I grew up in the Chicago suburbs, and I follow this guy who's been tweeting a lot about the Chicago protests going on right now, and he has a big following, mm-hmm. and he, I think he lives there, and he tweeted a picture, like a little tiny video clip of protests last night, where protesters in Chicago had filled up Chicago Street, like this one big Chicago intersection, and the center of the intersection was... was empty and there was like this one woman on a loudspeaker talking and it was such a short clip I couldn't hear what she was saying but standing near her is a sign language interpreter interpreting her words which I thought was that's awesome yeah and so I retweeted it with a comment and I said and I hashtagged I said this hashtag Chicago protest has a sign language interpreter this is how to 21st century and so I just posted that like literally nobody ever reads my tweets I have like no followers so anyway the dude that put the original tweet like liked it and retweeted it and girl like in two hours I had 400 likes and like 200 retweets which all and I'm just watching the numbers like go up up up, and I'm like oh my god (laughs) and so and look I've had tweets where I'm like I hope this goes viral because it's so amazing and of course it never did but I don't know what happened maybe it's because I hashtagged an ongoing protest and this guy has a lot of followers but the problem was like some crazy crazy person makes a comment that is crazy racist Uh. and and like I was like of course and I look at his profile and he has, he's following like 11 people. Like why me of all the millions of people on Twitter does this crazy person like, but his profile was crazy, scary, scary. Oh. So I was like, Oh, you know, so I finally get like, <laughs> so I report his tweets and I block him. And then I'm like changing my username, changing my, like my display name. I'm like, deleting every media I ever posted about my kids or like where I went that was in my city. And I don't put my kids faces on the internet, but it's like, I mean, I'm trying to make myself like, so, and I spent like, like freaking two hours. Meanwhile, like the, these numbers are going like up and up on my tweet. And I'm like, and it's like this whole like tension of, I just want to see how many I can get. And then, oh my God, where this crazy guy shows up at my house. <laughs> oh my God. So like, Finally, after two hours, like, I just, I just, like, made my, my profile, uh, 
private again. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Two, I mean, the numbers were still climbing, and I was like, I, you know, this would be like two hours of fame, and that's all I can handle. Like, like two, two hours of Twitter viralness, and it's like all I can take because it's crazy. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, yeah. So I could, you know, who knows? Otherwise, I might have had like two million tweets this morning when I woke up, and probably like eighty-five crazy races trying to figure out where I live. So it's like a trade-off, I guess. Oh boy. <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to the internet. Right. Wow. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. <laughs> but but it's interesting. If you report a tweet on Twitter because of hate language, they actually show you that account's other tweets and ask you to mark other tweets like the one you're complaining about. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And... Um, uh, you know, for, to provide context to them. So I did, I did do that. And that's when I saw like, like, I'm so glad I did that. This guy was crazy, but you have to unblock someone to report that. Like you can't, you you have to block them after you report it. And that was the other thing that took me a while to figure Mm. out. Anyway, Mm. of course, like, of course, like I've been dreaming of getting like one viral tweet and then of course, and then like the crazy racist that doesn't follow anybody, like finds my tweet. (laughs) Like, in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> Probably just, like, looking for things to be racist about. Isn't that how it goes? Yeah, it's... Because uh, any- they have the unpopular opinion. <laughs> right. No, you're totally right. Well, I hope Twitter takes uh, care of that person. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. They seem not to take care of other people who say really awful, hateful things. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you were almost Twitter famous. You guys, you won't be able to find Karen on Twitter. She's not going to be Twitter famous. She chickened out. I did. With good reason. I couldn't take the... I'm thinking about all these famous people like, how do they do it? They ignore the haters. I don't know how I've gotten... I almost have a thousand followers on Instagram now, and I don't know how I've gotten this far without anybody being like, I hate you and saying nasty things. Yeah. Like, I don't know. How that's happened. Well, you know, I feel like Instagram, you know, and I don't, I'm not a social media expert, but the way it's set up, it almost makes it easier for you. It almost works like a more open Facebook group. Like it's almost easier for you to like get yourself into a community rather than. Yeah, for sure. But that can hurt tarot readers who are trying to have a business because it also means it's harder for you to like look beyond that community and Instagram to like find Mm -hmm. new clients and things like that. So... I follow a lot of, you know, the markets help too, but like I follow a lot of local businesses here in Tampa Mm -hmm. and we, you know, that kind of helps. And I follow hashtags that are in my city. So like different neighborhoods Mm -hmm. and stuff. And I will like pictures and stuff, you know, it's, and I think sometimes you see, because I always check out if I don't know who a person is, but they liked my picture. I like go and check them out and be like, is this a person I want to be friends with? Cause I want new friends. Yeah. Like, so yeah. 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 I meet a lot of people on crystal live sales oh, too. Cool. Like I had, cause I had discounted readings, uh, this week and a lot of people that were in the crystal live sales, um, were asking about readings. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've actually made, you know, so that's, that's like some ways to kind of do it. Yeah. But it is hard because you want to like make friends with tarot readers, but you also want to like make money doing tarot right, readings. Right. 
It's difficult. Yeah, it's a weird balance, but it's fun. I mean, it's been it's been an interesting That's journey. That's really cool. So markets are still not going on here, which I completely understand. Oh yeah, have been. Yeah, my like personal tarot reading business has been fine. I don't know. I'm happy. I'm. I I really miss yeah. the markets, but the online virtual stuff. I have to hustle a lot harder yeah. for that. But you know, and if they fun. did it right, like I just saw again on Twitter this. Um, I guess there was a big Native American arts market in Santa Fe or something mm-hmm. like that. I can't really remember. Um, I just saw it. And they have decided to go all virtual. But it's kind of interesting because the way they're promoting it, it seems like they're trying to reach out to potential customers and visitors that aren't in Santa Fe. And so... You know, so I and yeah. I thought well, that kind of gives people like an opportunity, but of course it takes a long time to build up that following. But it, you know, when markets go digital, they do get a chance to reach out to, you know, to clients that wouldn't normally like physically be there. And just imagine, like when you get going, when it gets mm-hmm. going back in person, like maybe they can still keep your market can keep the digital component going, and then you kind of have like both. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we've done a couple virtual markets on Instagram. Cool. That's been fun. Yeah, yeah, I was at one. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah, my social media presence has been, like, even bigger than before. Cause oh, everything's yeah. on social media. And it's it's kind of nice, though, because I have, like, two friends that actually live in Tampa. Well, other than my market family, you know. Yeah. But... Yeah, all my friends are like everywhere else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like my social my socialization is kept yeah. at the same level. Oh. I am planning a grand tour of the like everybody that I can feasibly get to once COVID is over. Like, over like once mm-hmm. it's safe to go visit oh, people awesome. again. So like, yeah, I was just gonna go <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, we're doing a mini today. Hopefully it's an actual mini, not like when we did our, <laughs> our pride mini, like which was a whole <laughs> thing. Yeah. Like longer than an hour. Well, we pulled six cards a piece. So, but what's going on? So yesterday, the August mm-hmm. the 1st was, uh, it's also known as Lamas or Lunasa. And there's a really complicated spelling of Lunasa and then a not so complicated spelling of Lunasa which is is fun. There's actually a band called Lunasa. They play Irish folk music. It's amazing. I love it so much because that's part of my, that's one of my favorite music. So I spent basically all day yesterday listening to that and feeling really happy and lighting orange candles. Yeah. yeah. So the Lunasa all kind of originates from like the Celtic uh, tribal groups, right? Yep. Yep, and that's why it, the the f- spelling of it is so funky. There's like four H's in it or something. <laughs> it probably know, has a like that. in it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> I don't know. I actually studied Irish for like a hot minute. It's a language you can learn on Duolingo, mm. and Irish is different than Gaelic. Oh, really? Oh, but, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's like all these, like if you have an H next to another consonant it changes the way you pronounce it like Samhain oh yeah which is s-a-m-h-a-i-n the m-h is a w sound Mm -hmm. so Samhain yeah that's but this is Luganasa is like a g-h or something right so it's the yeah like so I think it's just a yeah it's like basically silent 
Like Hugh. Oh, the name Hugh. Yeah. Luke yeah. NASA. Yeah. I don't know the D H. I forget what that is. The, yeah, it's like L U G H A N A S A D H. Well, you know, I was reading something yesterday because I I just did like a one card reading for myself with the Wildwood Tarot, and I ended up pulling their strength their version of the strength card. That tarot is really different than your standard tarot. Mm. And for them, number eleven is strength, uh, but they call it the Woodward. Uh, and but they they uh, place all of the major arcana on the wheel of the year, and oh, they, cool! Yeah, it's a cool deck, and it, it's very druid influenced. And so they have strength card number eleven is on Lamas August first, mm-hmm. and but the description talked about it, and I never really thought about it that it's kind of that threshold bet- where where the seasons or the wheel of the earth. And, and if you think about like the elements associated with tarot, it's moving out from wands into cups. Yeah. And so like, we're like right in that moment. And I never thought about it that way, but, but that's kind of interesting. Like that fiery heat of summer and the passion and the the growth that's happening Mm -hmm. into, you know, actually starting to think about fall and harvest, Mm -hmm. even though it's like hot as heck. Um, Yeah. So, so it's like that. I, I just thought that was like a cool tarot association with the, with the that August so 1st. Cool. The, cause I never thought of that. It's kind of that, you know, liminal space between wands and, and water, wands and cups, which are actually like kind of opposites, right? Or like the two sides of a. Yep. Fire like, and water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, almost so. like a temperance card though. Cause you have fire and water mm-hmm. with a temperance mm-hmm. card. But what's interesting too, is that the strength card is. Uh, the Leo card, and it's Leo season. Oh, Yahoo! God, oh, it just... Cool. I love this rabbit hole of mysticism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, and I thought I'd share, since we're talking about llamas, um, I like th- this this person on YouTube, Scarlet Ravenswood. She does, like, if you're looking for um, interesting videos about I mean she does tarot but she also does sort of informational videos about paganism and so and she also does tarot deck reviews and so and and especially like if you're looking for um decks that that she seems to connect with in terms of like you know pagan elements and things like that but she has some really useful informative videos about uh you know like the the festivals on the wheel of the year mm-hmm. and, and things like that. So her videos are great. Awesome. That's yeah. so cool. Well, we're going to draw a couple cards for, again, cause like, it's still first harvest energy, you know? So mm-hmm. we're pulling some mm-hmm. cards for Lamas, um, Lamas Lunasa. I, yeah, I'm always going to go with the Irish way of doing things always. <laughs> so I brought my terror of the hidden realm. <laughs> Oh, yay! I have been so vibing with this deck. Um, I'm, oh, like, getting to, getting to uh, getting to know, like, the Fae and things like that has been one wild-ass journey, which cool. I will probably talk about on the Mystical Millennial podcast at Woo-hoo. some point when I get that shit off the ground. But work has been crazy, so it'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah. Anyway, so I brought the Terror of the Hidden Realm um, because, you know, uh, Faye and Celtic and Irish and 
And I love that connection because, I mean, of course, it's always going to or mostly be at the end of the month. But that idea of the summer season and the growing things just coming to fullness right now, it feels like it's just everything's kind of in sync right now with that idea. Yeah. With the beginning of Lamas and the full moon. Yeah. School is going to start soon, probably, hopefully, safely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm just going to go. I'm going to go ahead and pull what we usually do, like, one for each other and one for the collective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Karen, you got the Eight of Pentacles. Ooh. Yeah. There's, like, huge... What's that great god who, like, makes all the things? The forger guy? I don't remember his name. H starts with an H. Yeah. Is that is that Hades? No, is Hades is, is Pluto. The, I... He's the god of the underworld. Oh, my gosh. How do I not know? Because he was, like, my favorite one, the, the forger. Yeah. Well, okay, so, like, how about this? Like, I do know in Norse mythology, the dwarves are, are the are the forgers, and one oh, of them dwarves. is named... Yeah, one of them is named E-Tree, and I only know that because of Infinity War, but... <laughs> well, and there are, there are dwarves and the witcher, so that's, like, a great connection. Yes. Witcher yes. episode. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Okay, but for the Eight of Pentacles for you, especially because you got a new job. Oh, Yay. yeah. Yeah. You've been working your ass off. Also, this is the card. This is fun. I learned this, that this card is um, Saturn-associated, which is the planet of, like, working hard, being very responsible. Oh, cool. Um, I don't remember what sign it's associated with. Oh, you know what? I think it's... I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> shit. Anyway, but the Eight of Pentacles, like, working really hard. So, yeah. I mean, you've been, you've been kind of, like, building up to this and... I love this, like, determination and, like, all of this, like, yellow warmth behind it, too, which is very Lamas. Yeah. So I think it's it's got good association for you. And I think that you're going to be able to be really proud of what you're doing. So I'm really happy for you, by the way. Pause for congratulatory snaps yeah, for Karen for getting Yeah, thank you. Oh, my job. gosh. I'm, like, so relieved. <laughs> now you can buy tarot decks again. Yay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, I did, let me, I did treat myself as soon as I got a job, so... Girl, I love you. <laughs> but I was waiting. I was hanging on and waiting and waiting. And finally, I'm like, oh okay, goodness. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and actually, that's the deck that I'm using today. Or, Well, it's two card decks. And I've been really getting into reading playing cards. I'm not sure why I like it so much. But, um, uh, you know, they're also a lot easier to handle. <laughs> oh, they're yeah, they're smaller. And usually the card stock, the way they do it is... Like, it just doesn't chip and tear like a lot of tarot decks do, even really really well-made ones, you know? So mm-hmm. I think playing cards are built to withstand a lot of wear and tear. Yeah. Um, but this, so this is the, there are two decks by John Carraher, an artist from Pennsylvania, and I ordered them off Brain Vessel, which is, it's, it almost, it's, they feature artists and they sell things by artists, and they have a storefront in Pennsylvania. But, uh, so a lot of playing card decks will be done, will be made in pairs. Like they'll have a, usually like a standard edition on white backing. And then they might have one that looks color wise, like the polar opposite. Like they'll have like a white one and a black one or a red one and a green one. Like a lot of times you see that with more custom decks. So he mm-hmm. has two decks and this is the vibrant edition. Uh, so it's, wow, you know, the, it's so the colors pretty. are brighter uh, and he does a lot of, he has some druidy type art on his website and some hobbity art on his website. Ooh. So, 
Yeah, but this is so this is a king of clubs for you. And it's a deer, it's a buck. Oh man. In the the forest. Are clubs like pentacles? Well, so some people read these like tarot cards, and I actually kind of piece together my own system because apparently there's like eight million playing card systems for reading playing cards. Oh my god. I wanted to keep mine simple. And I also, my whole thing was if I buy one playing card book and I don't like that system, like how do I know which next book to buy? I could buy like 10 books before. Thank God for the internet. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's not a lot of YouTube videos on how to read playing cards. But anyway, so I thought about growing things. And so clubs to me, you know, it's the three leaf clover. They grow up out of the ground and... And I associate them with the idea of fortune, not, I mean, I guess like luck or opportunity, because I think about a plant, like little sprout comes up, but a rabbit might eat it or the sun, you know, the sun might kill it. So to me, the, and the king is still like the same sort of tarot association, like the emperor or the, the super authority figure. And so to me, this card is about, um, take like a person who can take control of the opportunities presented to them. Like they're kind of mm-hmm. a master of doing like, you can't control what comes your way, but you can control how you manage it and, and how you, you know, deal with it and how you take advantage of opportunities or, or how you manage problems that arise for you. So I feel like that's a card, like it's a really positive card that you can weather any storm that comes and kind of master the situation. That's awesome. That's yeah. funny too, because I only asked about the pentacles because um, in Forager's Daughter Tarot, which I've mm-hmm. been using this week for Tarot of the Day, um, the King of Pentacles is a buck. It's pretty oh, really? cool. Oh, and actually cool. in the Shadowscapes Tarot, the... Um, the King of Pentacles has, like, buck-like horns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like a buck is, like, a pretty strong King of Pentacles energy, which is good. Like, I'm, I'm down mm-hmm. for that. I love what mm-hmm. you said, though, too, because my, my job, like, my role transition is, like, really started to pick up speed, and, like, I'm really in the thick of it now, and I feel like that's what's happening every day, like, constantly getting things thrown at me and, like, picking them up and, like, I'll get it done. It'll be fine. And then yeah. at 5.30, I'm like, I need a nap. <laughs> Well, and I think kings are like that, right? That you have to be so grounded. I mean, I think any effective authority figure, even the queens, you know, they, you just, it requires a lot of grounding and knowing who you are and, you know, being connected to the things around you really in a, in a really intimate way, you know, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yay. All right. Cool. All right. So, So harvest season for you wonderful listeners. Ten of Pentacles. Oh my gosh! If Ooh. Gimli were ever happy, this would be Happy Gimli. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. He, yeah, he looks like Happy Gimli. Although, yeah, like that one time where you know Galadriel like gave him a lock of her hair. That's this. That's this face. That's yeah. this oh moment. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, it's just kind of that moment. For those of you not familiar with Lord of the Rings, there's this. One and it's like written so beautifully in the book, mm-hmm. but Gimli asks the elf queen Galadriel for a lock of her hair because it's basically like the shiniest thing he's ever seen, and he's a dwarf. It makes sense, but he's and he's usually this like crotchety little dwarf, badass warrior, but crotchety <laughs> to the point of comedy. 
And he's, like, just in awe of Galadriel. So, like, very humbly is like, can I please have a lock of your hair? And she gives it to him. Oh, it's it's just the sweetest thing. But, like, that's what this picture reminds me of is kind of, like, humbling yourself to ask for something that you want. Yeah. And just kind of really treasuring it. Like, really having that kind of reverence for something. Because people always say, look, life's not about material things. And I honestly think that's kind of bullshit. Mm. (laughs) Because, I mean, we have to have homes to live in. We have, I mean, like, you know, we put so much importance on, like, things like wedding rings. Or, you know, like, there's sentimentality to lots of things. I I think that it's fine to have Mm -hmm. reverence and pride in material things. You know, you just have to keep that in check. You have to be humble about it. But I think that if there's something that you've been wanting to ask for, you can ask for it from a place of humility or, or something you've been wanting to purchase for yourself even. I feel like that's kind of asking for it by, like, handing money and being like, can I have this? I give you money. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's but, interesting you say that because I, I feel like that was my struggle. Like, for a long time I tried to struggle. I tried to figure out, like, what is the queen of pentacles? Like, I don't know why I was trying to figure that out so hard. Mm. But, but and and you're, you said it. I think that this idea that that all materialism is bad. Maybe materialism is the wrong word to use, but I think about like the queen of cups is somebody who nurtures emotionally. And I think about my own stepmother who in a lot of ways growing up, I struggled with a lot. And of course now as a parent, things are so much more clear to me, (laughs) But, (laughs) but I realized that her way, like she wasn't necessarily the emotionally nurturing type, and I may have needed that, so I probably struggled, but, or that might be one of the reasons why. But I realized when reflecting on the Queen of Pentacles card that she's the Queen of Pentacles, or maybe even the King of Pentacles, that she was the person who, for her, the most important thing was providing that physical security. Mm-hmm. And so as a child, I didn't necessarily appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But uh, because I felt like she was emotionally um, distant, but you know, and so that was hard for me. But you know, the kind of thing where, like, my parents, you know, probably went into debt and busted their asses so that we could go to private school. You know, working. 15, 17 hours a day. And, you know, of course it meant that I had to take care of all my younger siblings, but like their whole thing was, you need to go to this school so that you can get ahead in life. And we need to provide like physical things for you Mm -hmm. that provide, that are security. And I was thinking about that, like that Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like the base need that we all have is food and shelter. Yeah. And you can't, function on other levels until you feel that security. And so I feel right. like that's, that's what the, at least the, the King and Queen of Pentacles are all about is that I, so it's not bad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, of course you want to buy like 87 Ferraris or something like that while people are starving. But, but I mean, that idea that it's, and I feel like in our society, you kind of said this too, like we can guilt ourselves so much about comforting ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Like, like, why is it bad if I eat a tub of ice cream like one freaking night? Like, so <laughs> like do, you know, it's like I'm not going to do it every night for a month. 
Right. So why should I feel guilty? Because, you know, a lot of these diety places will be like, well, reward yourself, but not with food. And I get it if you're really trying to lose a bunch of weight. But if, you know, it's it's not healthy to have comfort food when you're depressed. Like, really? It makes me feel good. Why makes would me that... feel great. Yeah. Like, why would that not be good? And actually, there's things in food that literally make you feel better. So, yeah. like, you know, so... I, I feel like we as a society in America can attach so much guilt to that physical comfort stuff. And so I totally, yeah. like, I just really like everything you said because I feel like that's, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's totally right. <laughs> All right. What you got for the collective? All right. I got a six of diamonds mm. and these, and so these are these golden leaves, which Ooh, really something. make me think of like leaves falling off a tree and this is to me the suit of diamonds is you know it's a lot like the tarot suit of pentacles like mm. i kind of associate it with treasure but to me that's mm. you know it could, and it could be your personal values like that's part of your treasure too like your home uh but but also those physical things and grounding that are important and i think to me, a six is sort of cycle completion. It's not like the total big cycle completion, but, and you even see that in the tarot. It's like the victory card or mm-hmm. the card of generosity. Like you have arrived yeah. at, a cer- at a certain place and you're, you know, and even with the six of swords where you're departing, it's like something has ended. And it's, so it's kind of like, I think this is a card about celebrating what you have, uh, but also it's you're in that moment of looking forward to what's next. Like mm-hmm. what have you know, what have you um, achieved and thinking really positively about it and how it has, you know, maybe just trying to, to focus on like the positive things in your life that you have right now and moving forward to the next step. Like what what's the next thing that you you might be ready for? You know, even if it's something little or just looking forward with hope, like Mm -hmm. counting. It's kind of like counting your blessings, right? Like that kind of. Yeah. I think that's good for this time of year. You know, it's I mean, Lana's is about, you know, heading towards harvest. Isn't it like halfway between the summer? Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those cross holidays between the summer and the yeah, the winter. Yeah. So I feel like that's like the autumn. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> so I feel like a six of, of diamonds is a perfect card for that moment. You know, what have I, you know, what have I grown so far and what can I look forward to next? That's awesome. Yeah. Whew. So are cool. we doing a pull for the new moon too? It's a full moon. A full moon. Hello. Yes. We, yeah. So our full moon is in Aquarius okay. and I just wanted to, um, read this quick. So one of my favorite accounts on Instagram is Durgatis Alan Duriel. Um, and he has a book out, which I can't remember the name of, but has always got good information on specific tarot cards, astrological junk coming up, uh, all like all sorts of stuff, had a great post for llamas and then like repost his tweets on Instagram and just lately has been giving some, comfort in terms of like mental health which has been huge like i i love this account so much it's really easy bite-sized information it's really i repost it all the time to my stories Mm -hmm. so these are the things that you can do for the full moon in aquarius which is tomorrow august 3rd 
depending on where you live. Mm -hmm. Uh, Journal about revolutions or paradigm shifts you want to create in your life or otherwise. Well, there's a lot going on that you could journal about. (laughs) Meditate on how you think about the air element, because Aquarius, despite being the water carrier, is an air sign. Perform a ritual to connect with the core of your authenticity beneath social conditioning, because Aquarius is all about being real. Like, a lot of conspiracy theorists are Aquariuses, and that's not, like... (laughs) It's just funny because, like, they, they're just kind of in tune to that higher space of thinking and that really, like, that, mm-hmm. like, space in, like, the crown chakra area that is, I don't know, like, creative and kind of alternative thinking to the way, yeah. like, the, uh, I don't want to say, like, the way the system presents things to us sometimes, you mm-hmm, know, like, the work mm-hmm. machine yeah um learn about a topic that is exciting and innovative and then this is the one we'll kind of pull some quick cards for so do a tarot reading about how to honor your authenticity more Ooh, well and that's perfect for the full moon too because it's sort of like this manifesting this Mm -hmm. this bright full sense of cycle completion right Mm -hmm. you know so i think that's really and actually, I think that idea of, like, honor... Did you say it was honoring yourself? Yeah. Um, like, your authenticity. Your honor authenticity. Your authenticity. See, and I think that's good because, you know, some of us sometimes get to the end of a cycle. Like, if we have goals we're trying to meet or whatever, uh, and we don't get there. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, that ability to... Or how important it is to just keep, like, building yourself up and don't let yourself get discouraged. Like that happens to everybody. So for some people, you know, when you, when you get to the end of a process, it might not be such a positive place to be. But I think that idea of like honoring your authenticity is still a way to like remember, remind yourself how much value you have no matter, mm-hmm. you know, so. So I have an idea about how we can do this just okay, cool. in terms of brevity, but also just to kind of spark some creative thought as we're pulling these cards. So I'm going to pull a card for you and a card for the audience, but I'm only going to use one word or phrase to describe the card. Oh, tricky. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 I'm going to do this. All right. I'm going to do both at the same time. Well, not at the same, but I'm going to pull them both. Okay. Okay. Okay, Karen, you have King of Wands. Ooh. So I'm going to go with creative control. Ooh. Ooh, and I then like that. For everyone else, the Empress, I'm going to go with nurturing. Ooh. So how can you be your most authentic self in terms of nurturing? What do you need to nurture authentically? Oh, I like that. Oh, that's so cool. Wow, those are... Well, and hey, if you're looking for keywords for tarot, I mean, those are those are great. Um, okay. So for everyone, so I was using the vibrant edition of the deck for llamas because it's a vibrant time. And now I'm using the veiled edition of the deck, the other one, because Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the moon, right? Like even moonlight is a reflection of the sunlight. So, and that's like the card back. There's salamanders. Um, Oh, so cool. Yeah. And anyway, so, uh, so you got the king of hearts. Ooh, and hearts is and he's a he's a toad with a uh, on a lily pad and there's like a lotus behind him. And so hearts are love. You get so, one word. Okay. Oh, 
Yeah, I know. This I know. I knew it was gonna <laughs> challenge oh, you. Crap, you know me. <laughs> I do. Okay. I really just wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, where's my coffee? <laughs> um. So I'm. I'm just, okay. Um. All I can think of right now is Fabio. <laughs> Do you know who? For Fabio- king, wait, it's the king of Co- king of hearts. You said. Do you know who Fabio is? Of course, I know who Fabio wait, is. Wait, your generation knows who Fabio is. I mean, ba- like barely. <laughs> also, how dare you say my generation? <laughs> Sorry. Heaven bless. <laughs> uh, I okay. It's like that romance cover, dude. Okay. That's who you need to be for yourself. That's what I. Feel. Sweet. I love it. I cheated, though. I'm sure I got more. Romance novel hero. I love it. I love it. That's not cheating. That's the whole point of this exercise. That's right. Uh, Yeah, so that's my keyword. Like, if I ever do a tarot deck, like, the keyword on the King of Hearts will be Fabio. (laughs) You could just commission someone to make a painting of Fabio, and that will be the card. You don't need, you know, because it's like, I guess, think about it. Like, you should be that person to yourself, I guess, is what it is. Oh, you know Maybe I saying? should like, work with my deck of heroes. Like, don't, you know, don't look outside of yourself for that kind of, um, I mean, of course, that's like the lover's card, right? Like, huh. find, find that in someone else or find it in yourself or in a real unified relationship. Like, you almost, you become one. Like, you become, but yeah. be, that, be that Fabio for yourself, I guess. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. What you got for the peeps? Five of hearts. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. I feel like I just threw this freaking... We did not talk about doing this before we started recording. You I just tricked came up- me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, okay. So, I'll, I'll say, like, when I read cards, I don't do reversals, but I look at, like, the the direction the little icons are facing. And mm-hmm. so, like, the three is on top of the, of the two. And so it's... Mm-hmm. Well, I would say, um, dang it, one word. Mm-hmm. Or a phrase. Okay. Um, phrase is fine. Like I said, creative control for the king of wands. So okay, that's... yeah. So, so in the context of things you love, creative decision making. Ooh. That's what, I, that's what I would say. I love it. You know, about the things that you're passionate about or the people you love. I love it. That's all the words you get. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> you let me, you let me skate by on that. I did. I did. <laughs> Only because I felt like you were on a roll. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. That's actually a good activity. I feel like, you know, people get in a rut with reading and if you're ever in a rut, just use V's exercise there. Like try to come up with like one word or very short phrase that's hard that was hard it is hard fun it's funny because like recently with doing some readings i get i'll get stuck on a card and i'll be like listen the only word i can think of with this card is like i pulled i don't remember what card it was but i was like oh it was the ten of swords Mm -hmm. and i was like because my friend i like sent it to my friend and she's like oh crap because she knew what it meant and i was like all i could think about is overkill so like don't overkill your own creative process so and that was like it because normally like it was like that's all I got (laughs) yeah yeah because sometimes less is more yeah yeah 
Well, that I like that. I mean, no, you're totally right. Especially with tarot, when you could just go down this rabbit hole on every card. Yes. Which yeah. is what's so much fun about tarot, like imagery and like the classical meanings and all this other stuff. But sometimes, dude, sometimes I'll pull a card and I'm like, I got one thing. I got like, you know. That's good. And I find myself getting in a rut and then I have to think about different ways to think about the card. And sometimes that f- means thinking about more things than the short phrase I fall into all the time. But I also like that one word thing because sometimes if you force yourself to think of less, then you really mm-hmm. have to condense the meaning into the most essential parts. Mm-hmm. And and that's a really good exercise. Yeah. Oh, and I want to make an app recommendation since we're talking about uh, the moon stuff. There's a free app out there called My Moon Phase. Ooh. And I love it. And when I was picking one, the free version has ads, but they're very non-intrusive. But I noticed that it seems to be like one single developer guy. And whenever somebody had a comment about something that didn't work right for them on the Google Play Store... He was actually going in and responding to them. So he was Oh, that's really, awesome. Yeah, but it's it's a it's super easy to use. It notifies you when a new part of the moon cycle starting and it based on your location, it'll tell you when sunrise or sunset is. And anyway. <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I like, anyway. <laughs> that's so, that's oh, He might yeah. be trying to work out. I have no idea. <laughs> work out. <laughs> um, he, he might be fending off invaders or something. Like yeah, that. I don't, I do not know. <laughs> I should probably go check on him. So, uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, mm-hmm. actually, with The Witcher. Patrick will be Yay! joining us as long as he has not been slain by his enemies. <laughs> I, I hope he's okay, though. Um, like, I'm laughing, but I, I hope that he's okay. I know. I Yeah, like, I'm going to go check on him. He'll be... I'm sure he's <laughs> fine. He... I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> um, thank you guys for listening. Um, Mystical Millennial Podcast will be up before September. Sweet. That's all the ETA I got for you guys. Um, you can still donate to Bunchies and get a free tarot reading based on your donation amount. Um, that is still a thing that is going to be going on until Bunchies gets fully funded, which... Will probably be a while, but still. Um, also, um, arrest the cops that murder Brianna Taylor, because that's happening on my stories every single day, and I'm getting really tired of doing it. You guys, come on, we gotta do something. So, uh, what else do I have? Um, that's it. That's all I got. <clears throat> happy, happy full moon. Happy llamas. Yeah. Happy Leo season. Well, and happy listening. I can recommend some good. good I just read, it was a really long article, so I only got halfway through. The New Yorker just put out an article about why police unions are so powerful and how they ca- how they came to be Ooh. that way all over the United States. And I found it, it was a really well done article. And so that's on the New Yorker Ooh, nice. right now, since, since you brought up the, the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. I think that's, it just provides a lot mm-hmm. of really good historical context for how these unions came to power. So, and because they're behind a lot of the impunity that cops have all over the country. Yeah. 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 We got to get, we got to get to work. We got to, but we got to start, we got to start there. It's been four months and it's not okay. (sighs) All right, you guys, sorry to end on kind of a sad note, but that's just the way that the world is. We end up to um, harvest, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a good... 
Yes. It's a good time to. That's right. <laughs> and it's Leo season. It's fire season. Let's get some stuff done. Like, let's just try and make this world a little bit better. And you can listen to our podcast next week where we will talk about the Witcher and where Geralt slices a bunch of people open, just, which is not making the world a better place. This, this book is so good. It is so Save it for next okay. week. <laughs> it is super good. We're really excited to talk about it at long last. Thank you for listening. Bye. Say goodbye to yeah. the people, Karen. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>